Welcome back to the townhouse. This is going to be episode two. Once again, this is Xavier. I'm here with Gavin and Anthony. How's it going, Xavier? Doing all right. Good. How have you guys been this week? I've been pretty good. I uh, stayed pretty busy. I did a lot of field work this week out for my job. And uh, yeah, had a good weekend. I had to take an engineering exam. Hopefully, uh, fingers crossed that I performed well. They don't, they don't tell you right away whether or not you passed? Uh, they do not. You have to wait about a week. So if you don't pass, do you get to take the test again, or are you fired? I, You're fired. No, I can take the test again. I can uh, take the test again, yeah. Okay. Nice. Solid. Gavin, what about you? <laughs> I mean, this was a pretty standard week for me. Um, you know, just the usual programming stuff. We're winding down on a project that we're getting ready to release, but um, I... I had a frisbee game on Thursday. We sucked. Um, Did you win? We sucked. <laughs> Did you score any uh, touchdowns? Uh, Is that what they call them? In no, it's called a touchback. I'm sorry. They, there's end zones there too, like in football. So True. I figured I'm, they'd call them touchdowns. I mean, some, I've heard people call them touchdowns before. I don't know. You score points. That's I call it a point. Okay. Um, True. Because I guess it's most. Are they scored do. in sevens? No, they're one. scored in single points. So that makes sense. When so when you kick a field goal, does that like half a no, point? No, this isn't football. Oh, okay. Then no you're kicking. thinking of a different sport. You can't kick frisbees. Yeah. Come on. Ultimate frisbees. Technically you can. Well, Look, <laughs> let's not equate it with a sport. We all know ultimate frisbee is a rec- recreational activity, very similar to, I don't know, other recreational activities like masturbating. Wow. So it was invented to bring pleasure. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, so it uh, d- didn't go well. We're back on... The same field, which, you know, I don't want to blame the field, but it is uh, one of my less preferred fields. It's in it's at sort of an angle, kind of smaller than usual, not exactly regulation size. So, yeah, I don't know. What about you, Xavier? Do anything interesting this week? Anything fun? No, not too much. Uh, I've been getting into my MBA program, so I seem to spend every spare moment uh, studying or hanging out with you guys or hanging out with my wife, and that's pretty much the entirety of my life outside of work so nothing nothing exciting like uh Crazy ultimate frisbee got. or failing tests and getting fired wow okay yeah i mean who knows anthony could have bombed the test but if he that's does true. better than most people did <clears throat> that same day that's how they do it that it's, is true it's all about percentile there will always be exams. a place on my couch for you anthony just saying <laughs> thank you no i appreciate that for about three days and then reba will get sick of you and kick you out oh, but true or you'll have to pay like entire rent oh well if that's the case I'll he's be... unemployed he can't pay the rent yeah i mean there are there in this ways. theoretical situation no that's <laughs> gross <laughs> um okay. all right well let's let's go yeah. ahead and get into uh what what our topics of discussion are going to be gavin what, what do you have for us here all right well the first first news story we're looking at this week is a man emails more than 250 nicoles searching for a woman that he met at a bar. Wow. So it sounds like there's this Canadian student uh, in Calgary, University of Calgary, apparently hit it off with a woman named Nicole at a local bar. Good day, eh? Yeah. (laughs) Very good. Hey. So he, he apparently took her phone number down wrong. I think it was probably a fake number. I would say so. Let's let's go with his story for now. Okay. And uh, so rather than you know, just realizing that she didn't, you know, she wasn't into it. 
he decided to email every girl at his school named Nicole. <laughs> um, and so here's an actual quote from the message. If you don't fit the, this description, then ignore. And if you're the one and just don't want to talk to me, that's okay as well. The first person who replied removed Carlos. Out of the table, Carlos. <laughs> which is apparently the guy's name. This is the guy. From the email and said, hey, we should all reply saying that we're the real Nicole. <laughs> That's awesome. That's hilarious. So, but yeah. this is this is kind of pathetic, in my opinion. I'll, I'll be honest. Like, we've all, I think, been there at some point when we're single, where we have, you know, uh, tried to strike up a conversation with uh, someone we're interested in and struck out, or let's say we are successful, but then we uh, mess up an important detail, like getting the number, you know, and. <laughs> I, I think you sort of go back to the drawing board and kick yourself a bit and move on, learning from your mistakes. This this is a... Uh... But what if she was the one? True. Yeah. What if this is like... I mean, he emailed everybody at the school. She must have been a pretty cool girl. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Are you going to figure out who the one is in, you know, 15, 20 minutes of talking at a bar? Some people can. You never know. There's just like that certain connection that people have, I guess. Yeah, I mean... As we all know, like the one is always somebody who is, you know, from your, from your hometown. Typically, someone within a fifteen mile radius that goes to the same bars as you has the same hobbies. Usually, same ethnicity. True. You know, like, so I mean, Wait, statistically, like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it, it's just so convenient that there's only one person in the world for each of us, and they just so happen to be, you know, either from our hometown or where we went to school, or you know. Yeah, they work with us. Like it's funny how life works that way. Um, True. I I think our goal with the podcast here, as this being episode two, um, our goal is to sort of learn from the mistakes and uh, and um, missteps that we made in episode one. Uh, the first one being, you know, trying to keep our our podcast a little more uh, time focused. Um, so we're going to try to keep this to maybe 20, 25 minutes as opposed to roughly 40 minutes that we had on our last one, just to cover some important stuff without boring our one listener. And once again, shout out to you, the one listener, you know who you are. He's a real MVP <laughs> there. Shout out to uh, Carlos. Hopefully you got in contact with the correct Nicole. I don't we think wish you did. luck. Very you, sad. You never know. But uh, all right. So the next story we got on here is a, uh, a woman Holy. claims, <laughs> yeah, that the fifty-three wraps of cocaine found in her vagina were for personal use. Wow! So, from what it sounds like, this woman uh, was apparently caught with uh, with fifty-three wraps of cocaine. I'm I'm not really sure what a wrap is. I don't know. I don't know that units of measurement. I, I would don't think assume they it's that more in... than personal use. I don't think that was the uh, covered in Breaking <laughs> Bad. So that is my knowledge. Yeah, well, I mean, so it she had 53 grams of cocaine and then another another 25 of heroin, it looks like. And, I mean, ultimately, these police officers saw her on some sketchy corner, like, doing a, some shady dealings, and hmm. they confronted her and found all of this stuff, you know, shoved up her hoo-ha. Wow. <laughs> so, I'll be honest, I was critical of Carlos emailing all those girls, but... I believe this woman. I mean, I think she probably had a, a good time planned, you know, a weekend quiet with maybe a couple intimate friends and a lot of cocaine. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that, and it probably was for personal use. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 
<laughs> it is. It might be enough cocaine to kill, you know, a horse. Uh, yeah, and a half. Maybe or a, more. An I, elephant, I don't think but... you kill horses with cocaine. Though. It's it's a it's a figure of speech. Yeah, it's oh, a very it's very common. Actually, it's, it's very common. Ha- have you heard it before? I haven't. Well, no. now you have enough cocaine to kill a horse. I, well, <laughs> but I don't know, Anthony, <laughs> what are your thoughts? I mean, like, well, that's one Xavier way to kind of. But you I believe her? I do. Yeah, I I think that uh, you know she just had a good time planned. I mean. Well, we're, we're not going to go there. Personal you. I would say she was probably concealing in, you know, that matter, so she could distribute. I mean... You never know. People people can be heavily hev- does, heavy users of a drug and just... Does this article go into how this was found? That's a, that's an important detail. Is that, is that her? Like should... Yeah, how do you find cocaine in someone's vagina? <laughs> That, well, have, I'm assuming. I would whoever, assume when TSA puts the rubber gloves on. Well, that's hold what on. The How do we know this for. was TSA? Did it say TSA? No, was no I would assume. Who well, else searches people? Like well, I'm, okay. So my theory is maybe <laughs> she was dealing, and you know, how, if it's up there, how's she going to get it? She's obviously out in public, so she's you know, going to town, grabbing some. I, I mean, I I somebody could have seen this and been like, oh, yes. The, the first sentence of the uh, article says um, she was stopped in the capital's West End, and we're talking London here, I believe, when officers saw three men and a woman following her looking to buy drugs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She was just using it like a pocket to, to deal out of. Like, well, That's I mean, what I was saying. That's what like I think the, Like doing. a sketchy person with a trench coat full of all the, you know, knockoff yeah, watches and everything. And it's, like, hot out there. You got... Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, think about it, right? We, I mean, we, uh, if you've asked your girl before, like... She usually complains about not having enough pockets. Like, most girls talk about how women's clothing just doesn't typically come with a lot of pockets. So, you know, you gotta gotta get resourceful, it seems like. Innovative. All right, yeah. on, on to the next subject. We don't know measures of cocaine, sad. Yeah. Well, we'll have no, to find out how good. much a wrap probably is. Because if that's... I like mean, a wrap, like if you get a Caesar chicken wrap okay. or something well, like I, that. Well, I do know that when you finish a like a like a movie, they they say it's that's a wrap. A wrap. Hmm. Exactly. Interesting. So it's like two hours worth it's of like, cocaine. I feel like that's Nicholas a good Cage that's a good amount of time, right? Yeah, maybe that's it. But if, if, a, <laughs> if a wrap is anything less than a single or anything more than a single serving of cocaine, then that's true. A what are the nutrition facts on this? True. <laughs> yeah. What is the serving size? <laughs> How many servings per container? How many <laughs> servings per wrap? Anyway. Keep in mind what the container is. So, next news story we got here. The uh, Uranus Examiner promises hmm. to get to the bottom of stories. Wow, they, they're really coming at it. What the stories are they uh, promising to ex- get to the bottom of? Well, let's read the uh, subtext here. A town in America. Again, this is another... Uranus Open Factory, huh? Yeah. I wonder... Uh... If they purposely have that subliminal pickup there, or... Yeah. So, a town in America has announced the launch of its new newspaper, which has quickly become the butt of people's jokes. Oh, yes, Daddy! Ha, that's like LOL. the third pun they've made in the... Just in the... Did you yeah. pick this article, Gavin, solely for the fact that it had, like, 50 dad jokes in it? I mean, so far we've, we've had very few um, of our own, so I figured... You know, three dad jokes right off the bat. I would say hey, yeah. we should blame Anthony for that. That's Excuse me? those are rookie numbers. You got to pump those numbers up. I'm sorry. I just I don't want to infect the mind with poor dad jokes. I want to get decent dad jokes out there. I'm not gonna just spit out tons and tons of random ones that 
are generic. I mean, this, let's keep it short and sweet on this one. Just a quick, quick opinions. What do you guys think of... Uh, the the town's name is actually Uranus. Um, where where is it in the U.S.? Um, I, where where I thought I saw it somewhere on here. I think it's like oh Missouri. I ah, found it perfect. Missouri. Okay, it makes sense. It would be Missouri. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, why do you say that? Uranus, Missouri. It, does it sound like a town in Missouri, or does it not? Okay, fair enough. Uh, you got me there. Yeah, that, <laughs> can't, yeah. can't argue with that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what what would you do? You think it? Is really just a publicity stunt, or do you think it's probably there? Like, you know, they're probably thinking, you know, we need to increase our tourist numbers, and uh, they're like, huh, let's get some people to come to Uranus, Missouri. You know, when <laughs> the families are showing their pictures, we could be like, ah, oh, we were in Uranus. Wow, does that even? Does that count? I, I think that counts. Okay, thank you. <laughs> oh yes, Daddy. I well, really, we'll give them the. We'll, I worked, we'll, we'll give them the little ding there. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, I worked hard <laughs> on that one. I was. Uh, Really brewing that one up. Yeah, the only other thing I can think of in Missouri that's a tourist attraction is uh, is the big arch. The arch. The it's same. Like the same St. Louis. All, All right. right. Well, moving on from uh, from news stories, let's let's go into, Ooh, beer I of guess, the week. Wait, it's our second week doing this, so we can now say this is our regular bit here. We're going to go into our beer of the week. All right. What are we drinking today, boys? So this week we have uh, Morph. From Night Shift Brewing, which is a brewery located uh, just outside of Boston, Massachusetts, right near here, uh, and it's an IPA, uh, which I'm personally a fan of. What, what are your thoughts on it, guys? Yeah, I think it's. Um, I like it. It's more bitter than the one from last time. Yes, um, I agree. I forget what the, the it last was. One, red. Something. I yeah, I don't remember. But I mean, yeah. it, it's a little more bitter, so a little more true to the the IPA spirit of being something bitter but yeah I don't know I'd probably give it like a six and a half seven Anthony I'm gonna be honest I like the other one a little bit better this one uh, I don't know what it is it it might be because it's a little warm by now but sad it's uh I'd probably give it a five it's not the worst beer I've ever had but it's, well, it's definitely okay. no land shark. I'll, <laughs> I'll be honest. I like this one better than last week's, and I think it's because it sort of fits the more uh, stereotypical IPA. Um, I would give it a solid seven. Mm. Uh, not not my favorite beer, but definitely a, a quality I addition. I like the can. Yeah, the can kind of looks like an Arizona tea bottle. Yeah. It's like something you could get away with drinking and driving with. Oh, Don't True. do that. That's, Disclaimer, that's we do not... We don't drink and drive. No, that's bad. Don't do it. But if you were going to do it, this might be the beer to do it. True. But don't yeah. do it. Don't but, do it. No, it's unadvisable. I used a big word there. Unadvisable? That's true. It's a big word. Yeah. Thank Even you. for you. There you go. Xavier's been uh, reading a dictionary before he goes to bed every night. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So we've got our next section. What is your favorite childhood toy? Oh, this is a fun one. Okay, so we're thinking, like, flashback to what stands out as, like, the, uh, you know, as, as a memorable thing that you played with as a kid, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Something, I mean, it could be any age, let's keep it before puberty, because um, I know we could, puberty? that might have changed a little bit at some point, but... True, okay, sure. Um, well, so, but... But Anthony hasn't hit puberty yet. So. That, that's a very valid point, you know, so I could technically still play with the, these childhood toys. So, okay. Yeah. Well, so when I think back, 
I, I mean, the biggest thing for me is I loved Star Wars. So Star Wars action figures, lightsabers, like the plastic lightsabers, and, uh, you know, going out and playing with those with friends until I broke one, and then I got another one until I broke that one. And, I mean, I went through a lot of plastic lightsabers. Damn, the force kid. is strong with you, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would say that's really the standout for me in terms of, in terms of childhood toys. Um, beyond that, I don't know if it fits under the toy category but pokemon cards i, I love pokemon cards back in the day and yeah we played pokemon cards me and gavin played cards through the fence uh you know years ago because we used to live next door to each other and I, that really i again i don't know if it technically qualifies as a toy but i would say star wars action figures lightsabers pokemon cards that's that's it for me those are the highlights hmm. very cool very cool very cool i uh my uh, favorite ones to play with were probably the uh, Jurassic Park line of dinosaurs that came out, and I was about six years old when the Shocking. third movie... I know, aren't you shocked I'm wearing a Jurassic Park shirt right now? Um, the third movie came out when I was six, and that was about the time when I started gathering the collection of the JP3 dinos, and oh boy, were those great. They would make sounds, it was cool, so what I would do is I had a bunch of Legos, so I'd like... I had the little figurines of the characters... And then, uh, not Jurassic Park characters, just Lego characters. And then I try to build little, I don't know, sets. And I try to create my own Jurassic Park type movie with, uh, with the dinosaurs that I had and make them just eat the Lego people. And I thought that was so fun. Each time I would uh, set them all up, it would be a different scenario, different array of characters, if you will. And uh, it was pretty fun. So, uh, and the then, Jurassic Park three; those were the ones that had three slashes on them. Oh, sure So you sure knew thing. what movie those actually. Absolutely, I got from. the uh, the T Rex from it in my, not, on my shelf right not now. Not to be confused with the Jurassic Park two toys that came out. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't have any of the OG Jurassic Park two and or Jurassic Park one toys. So I, uh, but the three ones, you know, say what you will about the movies, but the toys were uh, I enjoyed them. I mean, they did the trick for me, and you know, with the release of Jurassic World. Fallen Kingdom this year, a little disappointing, but uh, you'll be picking up more action. The figures. toy lines that came out this year brought me back to uh, brought me back to when I was six years old, and I was like, wow. Hasbro or Mattel? Mattel has the rights to them now. Hasbro did have them <laughs> have them back in the yeah. day, but I gotta say they uh, they did a really good job with the ones that came out this year. It, it brought me back for sure to when I was six years old, going into Toys R Us and or KB Toys, which we had around here, and uh, seeing them on the shelf and that little uh, feeling of oh my god. There's a dinosaur, you know? All right. I remember. Heartwarming, really. Very heartwarming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, it's probably more cliche, but I really enjoyed Lincoln Logs and Legos, oh, things yes. like that. Yep. I liked building structures along those lines. And then, I mean, what kid doesn't love riding his bike? I used to have a, a mongoose oh, with nice. um, the big spring in the middle, so you could go off of, like, jumps and stuff like that and land without, you know, completely destroying... What, whatever was between your legs at that point in your life. Playing <laughs> playing Lincoln Logs with Gavin was a dangerous activity, if I remember correctly, because Lincoln Logs were projectiles in addition to being building blocks for your little log cabin you were creating. Oh, true. So, I mean, <laughs> back in the day, I did, I did build, you know, normal Lincoln Log towns, but my brothers and I, and I'm sure this is what Xavier's referring to, is he got involved a few times. When we got bored enough, we or it was a rainy day, we would have Lincoln Log fights <laughs> where we would set up forts on each end of the room and basically hurl Lincoln Logs at each nice. other. 
and so and usually one of my other brothers would start hoarding them or I would hoard them and so sometimes you would have to run across the room to go grab stuff out of their stash and dive back into your little foxhole and that was always a fun and uh dangerous activity but oh yeah i, I mean see how that could be dangerous at it's that only age, dangerous if you get hurt well, exactly, and we That's had our like at it, yeah. our toy like fireman helmets on and things like that. Oh, so, so you got the proper. Protection. We were totally safe. You're totally safe. You know what yeah. I mean? Got those uh, like plastic construction worker toys with like the <laughs> oh, yeah. the safety goggles. You know? Oh, perfect! So protect those eyes. Yeah, I think my brother actually wore a real pair of swim goggles one time <laughs> when we were doing a like unlock. But... That's even more protection if you think about it, because it's real. Not True. fake plastic that could just br- why is no yeah, yeah. We, fake we were... plastic as opposed to the real plastic. the real plastic exactly you know. <laughs> yeah so i mean all right so what's what's next on the agenda gavin i think you've got the big question for us this week and we'll try to tackle it fairly quickly here to give our one one listener uh a, a little bit of uh, a little bit of time to breathe um, <laughs> but what are we what are we discussing here well this one's not so much a philosophical question but it's more of a uh like if we set up a little hypothetical scenario um with the discussion of how much more important college has become in our modern day, uh, when does it become a worthwhile investment? Like, how many years out of school does it take to sort of break even with what you would have made if you didn't go to college? Um, And so, uh, for me to, like, set up a few of the variables here, let's just assume somebody's going to a four-year school, paying 50000 a year, and how we can talk about percentages and student loans or scholarships or whatever um versus if you were working you know four years during that time and then the years following that like at what point do you does that college degree really make the difference do you think um I think it for sure helps you nowadays get a job. That's the thing I feel like that sets back. Like if you're going in for an interview and it's you versus one other person, you have the college degree for this job, this other person doesn't, That the college degree itself gives you that leeway over that other person. However, that is true. You are going to be, you know, in debt for however many years, depending on if you get scholarships or not. I mean, say you're paying all of this out of pocket, no scholarships, everything, that's $200,000 that you're going to be having to pay back over a 10-year period, let's say. Yeah, and these numbers aren't totally, you know, just pulled out of my ass. Like, it costs most schools in this area, at least in Massachusetts, which mm-hmm. is a, you know, an educational hub. We have a lot of colleges up mm-hmm. here. Um, it does cost about 50000 a year at most places, you know. Other, if not some, more. Yeah, some places are more, I think, like Northeastern is like in the 60s, 60s 70, 62s, yeah, which is, you know, it's crazy to think about, but... Yeah, I would say 50000 is reasonable estimate of, of what schools cost. I mean, that's... I, I went to school in Michigan, and that was about about what I was looking at. Yeah. Yeah. Before everything else. But I don't know, like, do, do you guys have any sort of insight on this, like... Do you want me to elaborate more on my numbers here? No. Well, my insight is a. I would say that the uh, the college education still hasn't uh, hasn't fully panned out into a benefit for me. That's why I'm going into an MBA program. Um, but that said, I don't think that there's any advantage that I would have had without the education that I was somehow missing out on, or am in you know at this time missing out on. Um, 
so I mean, your your income potential, I feel like, might be more limited. But I guess your argument is, you know, you're starting in in less of a hole to sort of dig yourself out from, right? As an example of what I was thinking of, at least, was let's say you want to get certified as a mechanic, um, and it costs a couple, uh, like a couple thousand dollars to do that. I know I used to work at a marina up in up in New Hampshire on Lake Winnipesaukee, and you could get get your uh, certification in a certain type of boat, and you you know you go to a six week program down in like. Florida or something like that, and the company, the company actually pays for it if you if you've been working there in some other role like a detailer or something. But you go down there, take a six week course, and you come back and you're a certified boat mechanic. And I know, at least where I was working, they charged customers 125 bucks an hour. Now the mechanics didn't get paid all of that. Obviously, that goes into a lot of overhead costs and things. But even as an employee, you know, not owning your own business, those mechanics were probably making like 50 bucks an hour with zero college experience. So even if they shelled out their own money, and let's say it cost them $5,000, you know, right off the bat, making 25 bucks an hour, you know, 25 bucks, so that's either 1000 right? Or if you're making 50 bucks, that's $2,000 a week, right. right? Yep. And let's say you work 50 weeks in a year, you know, you're almost breaking six figures as a as a mechanic something that you know i think in our society we the general public tends to look down on blue collar jobs a little bit and i never really understood why like people who go into plumbing mechanics uh electricians people like that they make good money they do they do and where would you be without them yeah exactly like they're important jobs and i'm not saying like everybody needs a boat necessarily but same thing with cars like i mean with with that kind of experience you could be making 50 50 000 a year or more just on just by doing a basic trade job now not all jobs are going to pay like that like you might you might be making a little less and obviously there are some jobs you know with little experience and you're only making minimum wage and i think that comes to around what 28,000 a year or something so if we base it purely on minimum wage jobs, then sure, people coming out of college, I think the average is are between forty and fifty thousand. But I think that there's there's limitations on this. Um, I mean the the biggest one uh, being there's there there's nowhere to there's nowhere to go there's nowhere to climb from here. So if you're you know working as a mechanic, let's say a boat mechanic or a car mechanic, there's there's no next step up. So you're going to be a mechanic for the rest of your career. And I would say some people have a passion for that. I, I know someone that used to be a roommate of mine who was just a complete gearhead, loved cars, loved everything about them, and you know had his own car that he tinkered on in the garage. And for people like that, this might be just the, the, the greatest thing ever. But for a lot of people, I think that I, for me specifically, for example, that uh, that drive towards the next step in my career, that drive towards you know uh, my my strong performance leads to a benefit in the form of a raise, in the form of a promotion. That's important for me. That's a motivator for me, and that helps yeah. me reach reach for you know the measures of success that will propel me to that next step. I I think as a counter argument, at least. If sure, if you're an employee of someone, if you work for a big company, if you uh, just to drop a few, like if you were 
work in a Jiffy Lube or Meineke or something like that, sure. You know, if you choose to work like that the whole time, then, yeah, you're, there's not a whole lot of growth potential. But there is the opportunity, it, once you learn the trade, to become an entrepreneur. Yep. Start your own car. Like, if you're a mechanic. and we're, you're, Open your own shop. We're overusing like this that. example. But, yeah, you open your own shop. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you get a great customer base and you're ma- you make your own hours. You can certainly make a lot more money that way. Mm-hmm. You know, if you own your own business, like, what are the trade-offs here? Because, you, you know, there, there are certainly opportunities to make a lot of money, you know, without digging yourself a, into a big hole debt-wise in college. Sure. Mm-hmm. But to bring it full circle, I think there are a lot more reasons to go to college than purely job training. And I a would lot, agree with that. A lot of people I agree do. Too. But, I mean, intramurals, you know, the the friendships you build, the I mean, education. Pe- people are so focused on job training, and they forget, like, some of the classes. I look back on a lot of classes that I took that, I'm not using in my career that I right. thought were great classes, you know, mm-hmm. things that I was really interested to learn from somebody with a lot of experience. Behind so that's, it, sure. that's something to keep in mind too. So. Yeah. And I, I can speak to that step part, especially, I mean, I did a psychology major in college and now I'm working in finance and, uh, it, it doesn't directly translate into my job. But it definitely, in my day-to-day interactions, be it with coworkers, be it with managers, be it with my friends and family, my daily interactions, my understanding of human psychology plays in some small way into pretty much every interaction that I have every day. I definitely see the benefit on both sides. I think you have to look at the additional benefits beyond the job training to really see a benefit on, on the college uh, argument. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, definitely going to a, like a four-year college, you know, it stays with you for a long time. Like the memories that you make in college will last with you. Uh, like you said, classes, some classes that you take that don't relate to your major are interesting. I mean, um, I had a few that were, I was like, oh, wow, this is pretty cool. I'm glad I took this course. But then there's that, there's the other part of it where you have to take these general ed courses where you just have no interest in whatsoever. Definitely. I think, I think that really brings it full circle though you know any any final thoughts i I don't think so i think the only thing i would say uh sort of to springboard us into maybe something that we'll discuss next time or at some point in the future on a podcast is you know anthony's talking about his college experience and i I think I, I think that we could definitely hear a bit more about that. What do you think? About Anthony? my college experience? I don't think I'm the most interesting person. So I mean I'd like to hear more about your college experience considering we didn't go to school with you, even though you did spend a good amount of time at Merrimack with us. I, I feel you. like I went to school with you. I, you I feel definitely like you feel did. like However, I, was there. I feel like we don't know as much about uh <laughs> Your That's your true. days we'll in a fraternity and all that oh, gosh. fun stuff. Some uh, some things are best left in the past, but yeah, <laughs> this this may be a uh, a viable discussion for the future. Absolutely, definitely. Great. Well, I, I think, think it's good. Uh, I think point. that pretty much pretty much concludes the uh, the agenda for us here. So uh, once again, to our one listener, thank, thank you, you for, so much. Uh, yeah, thank you. We appreciate all the listeners that we. We can yeah, get, all oh, one of you. Yeah, all one of you, and thank you for I sticking through all the way to the end once again. <laughs> so I'm, we haven't scared him off yet, or her, the one listener who will remain ambiguous. But uh, once again, this is Xavier, Gavin, Anthony, and this has been the Townhouse. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.